Welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman, a podcast loaded with practical tips, powerful scripts, personal stories, and simple steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. So get ready to get the information you need to make the impact you want from someone you trust, your friend, parenting expert, Dr. Robin Silverman. Hello and welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything, where we give you the tips, scripts, stories, and steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. I'm so thrilled to be your host, Dr. Robin Silverman, child and teen development specialist, author and speaker, and most importantly, parent of two great kids who give me the opportunity to love, learn, and grow every single day, whether I want to or not. Believe me, I get it. It's not always easy. But we're in this together, and thankfully, we have a lot of wonderful people to help us along the way. Now, losing a pet is something that many adults, families, and kids go through in life. As common as it is, it doesn't make it any easier. We had to say goodbye to our beloved Casey in December, a dog we rescued from North Shore Animal League 16 years ago as he barked his way out of the crate and right into our hearts. We joked, we'll take the loud one. But truly, as most people seem to say, our pet picked us as much as we picked him. Losing a pet brings grief, just like if you lost a best friend or a family member because, well, they are our best friends and our family members. As we are all going through grief when we are dealing with the death of a pet, it may be challenging in a unique way to talk to kids about something we ourselves are struggling with too. And that's why I'm so thrilled to speak with our expert today, Wendy Vanderpoel, who is a pioneering leader in the field of pet loss and grief support. What makes Wendy successful with her clients is that she gets grief. Over the years, she's dealt with her own grief, and she's helped many families communicate and connect with their pets after a loss. It's what she's done since she was five years old. She's a certified end-of-life and pet grief support coach, certified pet funeral celebrant, animal medium, and communicator. She's the, she is the founder of the Center for Pet Loss Grief and an international best-selling and award-winning author and speaker. She holds a Master's of Science degree in Wolf Ecology and Behavior. Wendy has run with wild wolves in Minnesota, coyotes in Massachusetts, and foxes in her backyard. You can find more about her at centerforpetlossgrief.com. What a privilege it is to get this important information from someone who has helped countless families deal with the loss of a pet every day. We truly appreciate you. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us on How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Oh, gosh, Robin, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm grinning ear to ear. Oh, right well, now. I just, I'm so happy to have you here. I feel like I feel like you're talking to me and at the same time, obviously, helping so many other people. So many people deal with this. And before we get into this, the meat of the matter, for those who haven't had the opportunity to read your books or learn directly from you, would you just take a moment to tell us what gets you up in the morning and what got you so interested and passionate about helping people and families with pet loss grief? Okay, great. Well, what gets me up in the morning is my love for life. I have come a long way and have done a lot of things in life and struggled in my own development as a child and into adulthood. So I live a very blessed life. And one of the 
influences on that is the fact that I get to help people around the world every single day develop a deeper connection with nature, their animals, and their hearts. So I feel so blessed that I can help animals and people increase their bonds. Oh, that is so beautiful. And is that what inspired you to write Healing a Child's Pet Loss Grief? Well, that was my Healing a Child's Pet Loss Grief is my fifth book. Mm-hmm. And they're all my books are best selling books and they're on Amazon. But what got me inspired to write this particular book was my own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, I had a goldfish bowl next to my bed on my night table. Mm-hmm. And there was a period of time, there were, I think there were three fish, that's what I remember. My fish were disappearing. And so I understood the first one, I understood the second one, but when the third one disappeared, I kind of had like, and I was quite young, seven, and I was like, where did that fish go? Mm. And my mom did not tell me the truth, and I didn't learn until I was an adult. Now, I'm 62. I found this out that she flushed the to- the fish down all the fish down the toilet at 59. From 6 years old to fi- 7 years old, 6 years old to the age of 59, I was wondering what the heck happened to those fish. Mm, that is <laughs> right? hilarious. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. So I became a compassionate truth hound. That's what I basically called myself is because I believe in truth. And I got into dealing with death because I feel like death gives us such a wonderful doorway. And as hard as it is, but it also gives us a wonderful doorway for our children to teach them about truth and honesty, the cycle of life, And as we teach them as they're growing, this helps them develop into more balanced adults. As a society, we fear death. Mm -hmm. And if we don't talk about it, or if we do talk about it, it doesn't mean we're going to catch it. It's kind of the same thing, you know? It's like, if you talk about safe sex, that's a good thing, you know, and it, it, it's not, but it's not going to make you pregnant if you talk about sex. Right, right, right. I, I mean, these are, you're absolutely bringing some, some sensitivities right. up for people. That's right. true. Right. So if we talk about death, doesn't mean we're going to die. It just helps us open a doorway to bring positive messages, uh, a teaching experience, beautiful teaching experiences, and a way to transform our difficult feelings, very normal feelings that we're all going to go through as humans is grief. And grief is something to honor, I believe. I'm a big, big, you know, big proponent of that with my clients. Is that why you think it's so important for children to learn about death honestly rather than some of the sort of underhanded or maybe some of the sweet stories that people sometimes tell their their kids instead of maybe approaching it on a more factual, honest level? 
I definitely believe in a factual, honest level. And it also it depends on the situation, mm-hmm. too, and the child and the age of the child. But there's honesty with, you know, every age group. I think one of the, the most difficult things we can say to our, our children is your dog went to sleep. Mm. Why you- is that so frustrating or so so? hard for kids if we say those types of words. Yeah, if we say those types of words, Robin, what that can set up is fear. Mm -hmm. So maybe the child, and this is not with all children, Mm -hmm. and I talk about it more in depth in my my book, Healing a Child's Pet Loss Grief. Um, But what it will, it can do is set up a fear, and I have one case study that I talk about where that's what the parents told their child before they came to talk with me, and the child developed a problem going to sleep because they mm. felt like they, they were going to die if they went to sleep. Mm. Mm. Right. So, yeah. Now, that's not something like these, again, grief, losing a pet, a, whether we're a children or adults, we're all going to have our own journey. Mm-hmm. And so there's, this is, you know, this is that family's experience. Mm-hmm. It might not be your experience with your child. Right, um, right. So it's going to be an individual. It's going to be individual, right. Okay. Right. Well, I'm sure that you have some really important tips to help mm-hmm. us either have a successful conversation about this or how we can deal with with this situation when it happens, how can we help a child heal their grief when they lose their pet? Right. The first thing when it depends on when the parent comes to start consulting with me, but what I think is very important, what I've seen that is very useful is for parents to plan ahead. Mm. You might not even have a pet in your family yet, but you're thinking about it. So, but again, who wants to think about death when you're getting a cute little roly-poly puppy or a little kitten? But it does give the opportunity to start thinking about the life cycle. So the tips is that I, I would recommend is get to know as much as you can about what normal grief is. Because this is going to help the, you know, the parents and the grandparents and the caretakers uh, that are taking care of children as well. Know what normal grief is. Don't rush the process with your child if it has happened and you're just getting into this. Let them grieve. Mm-hmm. Use real words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ahead of time, while your puppy or kitten or goldfish or lizard you know, is new in the family and blah, 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 use real experiences in nature. So if there, you come across in the autumn, if you live in an area where the leaves change color, mm-hmm. use that as a, a time to start talking about how things die in nature and how life comes again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, the compassion. I really believe listening to your child, letting them just talk, 
work it out and giving them lots of hugs is really mm-hmm. important. It's really important. You know, you talked about normal grief. So what, yes. what does that look like for a child? Okay. That's a long list, but um, I can t- go over this. Uh, like there's normal verbal mm-hmm. things you'll hear, emotional, uh, spiritual, physical, but some normal things that you might see in a child is they'll be talking about their deceased pet a lot mm-hmm. or just or just talking about death a lot or even the opposite, not discussing their pet at all, mm-hmm. um, asking a lot of questions. Normal emotional is lots and lots of tears, crying when you don't expect it. You might be shopping in the grocery store and all of a sudden, you know, you're maybe in an aisle where there's dog cookies or mm-hmm. cat, cook, cat treats and they see that on a box and they start crying, but you didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Even inflated feelings, so um, small issues. So if things seem heightened or overreacting to anything, uh, even not even being able to cooperate or concentrate or focus. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have a long list mm-hmm. of these in my books. Then some physical things you guys can um, be aware of is they might be eating more, okay. wanting more junk food, or mm-hmm. maybe not eating at all, sleeping more or less. Even accidents like um, urine or bowel movement accidents, that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, pain in areas of the body, they never have had pain in for like stomach aches or you know that kind of thing. Um, needing to touch you more, mm-hmm. wanting to be with you more, being more like a Velcro. <laughs> right. right. Um, so, the, you know, the it it those are the things that are normal. If any of those things become heightened or, uh, you know, really exaggerated where it becomes uncomfortable, that's when it becomes abnormal grief. Mm, okay. So it becomes dangerous, you know. So in that case, if it gets to the point where it's overwhelming, yeah. what do you usually suggest for people to do in that circumstance? Oh, always seek professional mm-hmm. help by a, a physician, healthcare mm-hmm. professional, and it's trained. Okay. You know, definitely is it. You, you don't have to do pet loss grief. You. What's unique about it is. Uh, especially if your child grew up with that mm-hmm. particular pet, it can be extremely devastating right. more. And because it was their best friend, they mm-hmm. told secrets. Those relationships that children have with animals are purely magical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's important for, for us yes. to underscore that. It, you know, there's something very unique about that relationship. Yes. And it's not something that's, you know, oh, well, you, you can just tell somebody else. It's, right. it's something so special and so unique and so unconditional. Right. I mean, who could be a better listener than a pet right. um, and more comfy and cozy and cuddly right. than a than a pet and they 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 never desert you <laughs> they're always right. there you know right. and, and it's it's something so important but i think it may be easy to trivialize in some case because yeah. it's it's not a human right so 
oh, it's 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 a pet. Like now it's time to move on. But you're mm-hmm. you're saying that it's very important to to empathize and be compassionate with our kids as they're dealing with this grief because it is very typical that they'll have some some big reactions to it. Right, right. And there's so many myths surrounding grief um, that I, again, I talk about in in my book that are very helpful for people to understand about what we might, even if we're like, like me, you know, like, I can't get enough time with animals in my life, you know, it's every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, But even, you know, ultimate pet lovers, we still subscribe by some of the um, grief myths, mm-hmm. you know, that grief is going to go away someday. Well, never, it's Robin, it's never going to go right. away. Right. It, it will change for our children. It will change for us. Um, and that's why I find the beauty of, of having grief and being a parent and, and using this as an incredible, rich teaching experience so that our children can can say, oh, I feel as in adulthood. Oh, I feel grief because my family dog, you know, my family dog died, and I understand that, and I understand my feelings. So my children are going to hear about, or are going to be allowed to express what they're feeling. Because yeah, I, I, yeah. Would, I would imagine that sometimes parents are feeling like they shouldn't be saying anything like their child's not saying anything so let me not bring it up while they're grieving but it sounds like modeling the ability to speak about your pet and remember your pet is actually Mm -hmm. a better mode or or maybe that's not the same for everyone I don't know is is that something that is correct or, or is that specific it's very correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it depends on how much we as adults are in touch with our own beliefs mm-hmm. and process around grief and death. Are there specific steps that we can follow uh, when it comes to grieving about a, a pet and, and, and moving forward in our lives? Oh, definitely, definitely. I would not suggest doing these in order. Again, I keep I know I keep saying this, but everybody's grief is different. Even your children's grief, you know, they're gonna they are going to grieve, um, but they are do have different ways of grieving. But what I suggest to everyone is to get know what norm what's the difference between normal grief and abnormal grief are. Mm-hmm. And not only your not only like the list of for for kids, but your own. Mm-hmm. Okay? Understand what the stages of grief are. There are actual seven stages of grief that you can learn about and understand that it's very normal that if there's a point where you are just feeling like, or your child is feeling like they can't deal with it. Mm. They're, they're angry. They right. are so angry. That's a stage of grief. Right. Annoyed, okay. Right. I also would encourage a, another step is to learn the difference between grief and mourning. It's two different things. Hmm. Okay. Grief is our emotional. That's what we've been talking about so far. And mourning is the outward expression. So we have our grief, 
which is our internal emotions, physical, and then our mourning, which is our outward. And you mentioned something before, Robin, um, about processing grief, but mm-hmm. with our, our children, um, one of the things that I love to encourage people with, if they find that if their child is um, expressing or not expressing themselves, they're mm-hmm. very, they, a normal grief feeling is, or physical sensation you can look for, is that they become very, very quiet mm-hmm. and introverted and they will not talk about it. One of the things that I love to help my clients with when this happens is you begin to play a positive game with them. So it's like, oh, I I remember when Fluffy liked to push her water bowl across the floor. Mm-hmm. That made me laugh mm-hmm. and wait for a response. Mm-hmm. If you don't get anything, that's okay, because remember, we're not going to rush. That's a tip. You don't rush. Mm-hmm. But the child is probably going to hear that and you're going to put a positive memory in that child's head. Oh, this is good. This is yes, good. Yes, yes. So when that, so as we know, <laughs> positive is healing. Mm-hmm. So maybe tomorrow or the next day or at dinner time, you could say, oh, I remember when I used to open that can of cat food and ew, it was smelly, but didn't, didn't, um, you know, Isabel love her fish treat, mm-hmm. you know, again, you might get a little smile. So it's just, these are ways that you can play a little game. And then eventually your child will, if you start to see some reaction or some little, that little gleam in their eye or a little smile, or they start to laugh, then you can add the word, what do you think about? What, you know, what do you remember? And then you can kind of play back and forth. So it's a really fun game. You're, you're hitting on something that I, I find personally really important. I, I had talked to my eight-year-old daughter uh, the other day and told her that I was going to be speaking to you. And mm-hmm. so I asked her, you know, do you have any questions? And she said, well, you asked Ms. Vanderpool what I can do when I feel sad and I miss my pet. I'm guessing that one of those things is playing this game. But I wondered if you had any other great, great tips in that area when you're feeling because, you know, it happens just randomly, we'll be at the dinner table and and we nobody's crying at this point. But you know, we might just feel like a little sad or miss him on a certain day. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I love that. And all these little, um, cues that we get are ways to again teach and express love mm-hmm. and, and I'm definitely all from that and it this is a, also a great opportunity to start mourning and I mentioned learn the difference between grief and mourning grief is our inward mourning is our outward mm-hmm. so when your child says or asks what can I do when I feel sad that would be a perfect opportunity to maybe do a little impromptu funeral or or read a book to your child on you know appropriate book for them Mm -hmm. that deals with pet loss Mm -hmm. and I list some of those in my resource section of the the book or maybe go out in nature and uh, go to a special place that their cat or dog 
uh, loved to be and sit and and play that game. Mm. There's so many things to do. Um, create a scrapbook, create a picture book. Um, ask why they feel sad. You know, it's, it's not something we want to gloss over because it's a normal emotion. Um, but look at ways you can take that so that as your child matures, they they increase their level of understanding. I, I We had decided because our dog loved the backyard so much mm-hmm. that we were going to plant a tree Wonderful. Uh, in the spring. And then uh, we thought we would bury his uh, collar by the tree. Oh. And <laughs> and I, got, I took his footprint. Um, and, Lovely. And so I thought we would do a little something around that and say some nice things about our dog. I mean, it happened in the middle of winter, so we wanted to wait till spring and when we were starting to do some plantings. So I, I think that's along the same lines of what you're talking about. Yes. Sort of, it sounds more like celebrating life. Exactly. Exactly. Is celebrating life. I mean, what, uh, how old is your daughter? My daughter's eight. My son is six. Okay. So even you can help them write a letter to their, their dog. Yes. What was your dog's name? Casey. Casey. You know, sit down you go, and your daughter feels sad. And sit down with her with maybe a beautiful colored pencils or colored pens and a journal and say, hey, would you like to write a love letter mm. to Casey? Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. And let's tell Casey that how sad you feel. And say, you know, Casey, you know, I love you, but I'm feeling really sad that you're not in my life anymore. I miss you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful idea. They, yeah. they will be, we'll be saying our, our I love yous at night. And you know, they'll be like, <laughs> I love you, mom. I love you, dad. I love you. Noah. Oh. I love you, Casey. And you know, they look they look to the heavens and they say it out and you know the when when it was raining the other day they were talking about him and they're like you know because he did not like the rain oh. um, i said well maybe he's like you know playing around and backing a cat into the pool or something because you know he had he didn't like the cats you know <laughs> and they laughed you know cause it's, maybe they're maybe they're getting a cat a little he's getting a cat a little wet you know they yeah. know how much they like that and he's they thought that was a great idea a great switch over that's um, great so we're we're doing our best on our side to do it and i'm sure you know the listeners are are very interested in what you're saying i'm wondering you know this is we're talking about sort of the aftermath and i'm wondering what is there anything we can do to build our child up right before it's going to happen you know maybe your child your your dog or cat or other animal is getting very old the vet maybe has already told you you know this is this is sort of the end and and what do we do in that circumstance I mean I imagine we don't just wait until the day it happens right oh that's a great question and I'm going to share with you a a a story about Mm. um a client of mine and their son, Jason, he was eight years old and they had a cat beaker and beaker was very sick. And they asked, he, Jason asked his parents how long, you know, what was going on with beaker, what was happening. And the, you know, they started to explain what death was and with, you know, with my help. And his question was, 
how well how long is Beaker going to live? That was his next question. So this is I'm going to just read it right from my book because it's it's just so perfect for that question. And it they replied Beaker's Beaker's body hurts and he is very old. Beaker has trouble eating, so he is not getting the nutrients he needs. His illness is making him very sick. So instead of letting him suffer any longer, it is time to let him die. Remember how I explained that to you? We will take Beaker to the vet, and the vet will give him medication that will help him do this. So it's a very gentle way, but it's a very honest way to explain the, the death of Beaker, the upcoming death of Beaker, with an ex, uh, intelligent, useful uh, explanation that Jason could understand. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful, and yeah. I love that scripting. Um, and and obviously, people can uh, you know take that and mm-hmm. and use it in a way that applies to them, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. in their own language. But I think the mm-hmm. idea is very nice here you know the body has stopped working and that's you know what we told our children as well as you get older Mm -hmm. different parts of your body shut down they're just not working anymore and you know even when the kids were very young and we talked about you know bugs dying or something you know that you know the that the spirit sort of leaves the bug body and there's the, right. the bug body is on the on the ground is and it's its body stopped working mm-hmm. it no longer mm-hmm. could function and it maybe wasn't eating or you know wasn't doing the things that it needed to do and so i think we could probably you know even if, if you don't have the pets yet but know you're going to get one in the future Maybe even talking about it on that level, right. where you know it's a it's a it's a bug, it's a it's a butterfly, it's you know something you've you know it's a frog you found, right? The the, the body is no longer working, and right. it's, and that's and that is why we had to say goodbye, or we have right. to give right. this medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like the idea also that you mentioned where you you're you're helping that that pet that you love so much not to suffer anymore, right? Right. Yeah, it's a very yes, tough that's, situation. That's a very tough situation. Exactly. What about what? How do you talk to your your child about pet loss when it's sudden? I mean, mm. that's a different situation. Oh. Sudden. Yeah, that's that's tough for even for even adults. Of course, it can be again. It's all age related. So when it's sudden, I often see that. Anger is probably the biggest, mm-hmm. biggest normal grief emotion that comes up. You feel gypped. You feel you feel gypped. Yes, the, the dog is or the cat is young or right. it's not fair. Right, right. Again, if the child has an understanding of what death is already, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier. So number one is giving the adult time that we all we need as adults mm-hmm. to process that sudden death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you might have to do some of this alone because even though I talk about it in my books and with my clients is to be upfront and accessible and as honest as you can, there's still things that if you're raging or you're so depressed, mm-hmm. you might not want your child to see that and it's not lying, but it's you know it's doing what age is age appropriate mm-hmm. 
So allowing yourself to do the grieving as appropriate. Mm-hmm. Being accessible for your child, truthful and honest again, it's and giving basic age immaturity level explanations. Um, one of the common things is we go to the place when this happens of the myths, mm. you know, uh, or the using the words of passed away or going to sleep mm-hmm. or they went to the farm, mm-hmm. you know, or went to a better place. Um, these are all the things that we will go to because it is so sudden. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it fair to say to your child, like, I don't think this is fair either. Yeah, I'm, I'm angry. I'm upset. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I, and 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 we're in this together. And you know, let's just hug each other and hold each other, and exactly. we can feel mad together. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's such. I mean, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, it's one of those things. I mean, obviously, with a with a pet, or or even with a person. You know, when you're when something is sudden and it's just you know, takes your feet out from under you. Right. right. What else can you do but just be honest that you're you're dealing with it too and you're, exactly. you're there for them and just exactly. know that it's normal and it's and you're feeling it too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no that that's perfect. That's a good summary. <laughs> because it is so multifaceted and yes. you're dealing with your own grief. Yeah. And you might yeah, so you know, is is sharing that with your child. Mm-hmm. And but also having a little bit of a filter because right. you know they're they're it's it's a very vulnerable and raw time so having a bit of a filter so that you know what's appropriate right. to share because perhaps we should be talking to a friend or a spouse yeah. or yeah. or yeah. someone like you about exactly. what you're really feeling and you know giving your kids an idea of what's going on but understanding they're not your buddy they're not the one you really should be exactly. going to exactly. when uh, when you're feeling that way right. like yeah because if you have to like cry hysterically right that that might really freak out your child exactly. so run into the bedroom and you know go into the bathroom wherever you have to go put a pillow over your mm-hmm. face if if you have to do what you need to do and then come out. Right. When you're ready and you feel like yeah. I can be accessible for my child. Right. Right. Well, now it is time for top tip time. Oh, if, yeah. if there was one <laughs> piece of advice, one tip, one absolutely crucial takeaway that you would want listeners to, to really use with regard to this particular very tough topic, even if they did nothing else, what would it be? Ah, oh, the top tip. Honesty is critical, mm-hmm. and it it um, just creates wonderful, balanced children and healthy adults, and it helps us change. We have the opportunity to change the paradigm that death is is a bad thing, and that death does give room for life. Mm-hmm. So, I honesty is critical. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Give us the resource of the week. How can people get in touch with you and get more information from you? And what? where would you like them to go? Okay. Probably the best way to go, place to go, Robin, would be go to my website, which is centerforpetlossgrief.com. 
or wendyvandepol.com. I have two websites. My books are there or my books are on Amazon. But I also want to share with your listeners that on May 23rd and 24th, all my Kindle books for your listeners are going to be on sale for 99 cents. Ooh, what an <laughs> awesome thing. Um, thank you so much for that. That's yes. awesome. I think I think you'll have a lot of people buying uh, right. those books. It's something that we all have to deal with. And of course, it's better to be prepared than to you know be chasing the information after you need it. Right, right. And what 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 people will find if in my in my healing a child's pet loss grief is I also added a couple of chapters in the beginning because mm-hmm. if people are thinking about getting a pet but don't have one yet, why it's so important to have a pet for children mm-hmm. and what what they can offer for children. So it it I also talk about that a little bit too. Oh, that's and, great. Thank you so very much for for joining us today, for being here and giving these very important tips. I love the idea of the positive game and talking about all of your morning techniques. I think those are very important and we're going to be doing them too. I, I, I like Great. the idea of like writing the letter. That's very much up our alley, maybe drawing a picture. Oh, definitely. I think that's a great idea to help celebrate life as we are remembering our beloved pets and it's something that everyone could do no matter what age they are they can draw a picture or have some kind of way of showing their pet how much they love them and how much they miss them right that's great well thank you so very much i I just think it's very important information and i appreciate you coming by today and giving us all of your helpful tips Great. Thank you, Robin. It was really an honor to be on this show. Thank oh, you. thank you so much. Well, I've got my takeaways and sweet friends. I know you have yours. Let's discuss them. Come up out to Facebook. Let's go to Dr. Robin Silverman's page, facebook.com slash Dr. Robin Silverman, or let's chat about it at drrobinsilverman.com or twitter.com slash Dr. Robin. Oh, and if you love this podcast and got all this great information on pet loss and pet grieving, would you kindly go up to iTunes and rate and review it so that others can learn about these outstanding solutions and use them in their own homes. I truly appreciate it. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to How to Talk to Kids About Anything. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinsilverman.com. I look forward to weathering the storms and enjoying the sunny side of life together. And please remember, even when it seems like nothing is going right and we all have those days, you've got this, you're here, you're getting the information you need. And on the days that we fall short and you know we all have them, never forget there's always tomorrow. Parenting is the ultimate do-over. I get it. And as there are moments when we all doubt our know-how, our choices, and our sweet sanity, please know you are 10 times the parent you think you are. Until next time, this is Dr. Robin Silverman with How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Please tune in again and keep connecting through conversation. See you next week. You've been listening to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinsilverman.com.